Hi friends, welcome back to Girls with Grief. In this episode, I really just want to talk about my story and introduce myself to y'all because I feel like we can't be friends if you don't know all the nitty gritty details. So my story starts back in June of 2019. I just graduated high school and moved to Washington State for the summer to be a live-in nanny for my brother's children. The summer was great, but back in North Carolina, where I'm from and where I live, my parents were moving out of my childhood home of 16 years. Um, The summer was fine. The summer was great. I was so glad to be back home back in August of 2019. Um, I was just ready to get on, like, to get started with my life. Um, I had just registered for college classes at the local community college in our new town, And I just was really excited to see what life had in store for me. When I got back, everything was normal. Um, I was adjusting really well to college life. I had a best friend who I spent all of my time with. Um, We were attached at the hip. Um, She played golf and worked at a golf course. So I was constantly at the golf course, constantly at her house, or she was constantly at my house. Um, one night my parents said, hey, can you be home for dinner? We really miss you. And I, you know, of course I agreed. I love my parents. And I had noticed that my mom kept dropping her napkin as she was walking to the living room from the kitchen. And I made a little joke and I, you know, probably just swept it underneath the rug, didn't think anything about it. Um, and she, she just kind of joked it off as well. About a week later, I get a text from my dad, and he said, we're having family dinner tonight. You can't go help your friend tonight. Um, I was supposed to be a a driver for my friend's golf tournament. We went back and forth and exchanged some texts, and I was super against the idea of family dinner because I had already promised my friend that I would help her out. Um, That was until I got a call from my cousin. My cousin said, do you have any idea as to why we're coming over to your house? I was confused. I I didn't know. I didn't even know that they were coming, especially since it was a Wednesday and they lived an hour uh, hour and a half away, just about. So I start freaking out and I'm with my best friend and she's like, you just need to go to family dinner and figure it out. So... When my cousins get there and my parents get back, they tell my cousins to go upstairs to my room with me while they talk. Uh, we're all nosy, so we stood up by the stairs where they couldn't see us and we tried to listen, but we didn't hear anything. So then they call us down for dinner, um, just to talk really before dinner, and things just weren't right. Now, we have this ongoing joke in my family that I made when I was a kid um, where I think that any time that my family sits us down, we're going to Disney World. So, I was like, oh, maybe we're going to Disney World. But it was the complete opposite of Disney. Um, m- my mom said that she had gone to the doctor that day for just a normal checkup and she had told the doctor that you know, she kept dropping her napkin at dinner that night, and 
another incident that had occurred that they didn't tell me about. Apparently, she was coming home from the grocery store one night, and she couldn't turn, like, her blinker on. Like, her mind was saying do it, but her hand wasn't moving, and she thought that was really odd. Thankfully, she was only in our neighborhood, so there was no cars behind her, but it was just very strange, and she had mentioned it to her doctor, and she had brought my dad for, you know, just extra support, and I think he also had an appointment, um in Raleigh that day, so it was just easier for them to go together. Her primary doctor thought that was very strange and said, you need to go to to the neurologist right now. So they sent her to the hospital to run some tests, and turns out she had brain tumors. There was no clue on how long they had been there or how big they were, really, um, until they ran all these other tests, but... It was serious, and the whole reason why she had my family come over was to tell us that in the next few days, she was going to have brain surgery. I was terrified. I, I mean, honestly, I was I was scared, you know. Tumors, all, all I could think about was cancer. Um, my mom reassured me that, you know, tumors can be benign, they can be non-cancerous, it doesn't always mean cancer. So a few days later, my other best friend from high school came to live with me for a week while my mom and my dad were in Raleigh at the hospital. The surgery went great and she did better than anybody expected. They had two little microscopic pieces of the tumor that they didn't get out because it was too risky. Um, And we understood that risk and we we weren't mad at the doctors at all. My mom gets back and she makes a great recovery and everything felt normal. I mean, not normal, but what we would consider a new normal. About two weeks go by and every week I ask her, have you heard anything? Have you heard anything? Is it cancerous? Is it cancerous? I get home from class one day getting ready to go over to my friend's house and she tells me, oh, I heard back from the doctor this morning. And the next thing she told me rocked my world. She told me it was cancerous. But she said it in a way to where I wasn't concerned. Her stepmom had breast cancer and passed away when I was really little. And, you know, she said, I'm going to fight just like Dee Dee did. I'm I'm going to stay as positive as Dee Dee did. They gave her little time, but she lived longer than what they expected. So knowing that she was okay with that diagnosis, or at least appeared to be okay with it, really gave me peace of mind. I didn't cry in front of her, I hugged her, and I went on about my day. I, I just think I was in shock at the end of the day. I get in the car my best friend's car and you know I tell her and I'm like I I need to go I I need to get away I'm gonna lose it I'm gonna I'm gonna go ballistic like why are these the cards that were dealt Mm, you know my my birth mom's calling me and my dad's checking in on me and my brother who is 3,000 miles away with a three-hour time difference is calling me and checking in on me. Everybody's calling. Everybody's checking in. And I wanted it to stop. 
I wanted that to stop. Um, and so later on that night, we go on about our day, and later on that night, I'm sitting in my best friend's room, and my brother calls me, and he said, so you know the news? And I said, well, yeah, I, I texted you. I know the news. And he said, well, did you look it up? And I said, well, yeah, but how how bad is it? How bad is this? Because they didn't tell me much. And he, he told me two years. They're giving her two years. I, I lost it. I screamed. I cried. I told my best friend, I said, I will calm down enough to drive the 30 minutes back home, but... I, I don't know what to do. On the way home, I screamed and I cried and, you know, I I just screamed out to God and I said, why? Out of anybody in the world, why did it have to be my stepmom, who I considered a mom, who is the sweetest person in the world, who could make friends with a wall, who you would meet her in the shopping center, in the line, at the grocery store, and she would know you and she would love you and she would remember you and she would make an impact on your life so why did it have to be her I I didn't have the answers nobody had the answers but they had a plan the doctors had a plan so my mom starts losing her hair from radiation and she starts getting sick from the chemo and all of the things that come with cancer the cards the flowers the baskets the people coming over everything is so suffocating but I have to get used to it it's the new normal and that normal is not a normal for anybody you prance around the thought of death and you think oh well maybe maybe they're wrong you look up all the cases that you know, the they peop, the people who live further than the expectancy and you hope and you pray and you wish and you just, you give everything. You make all those memories, you ask all these questions, you do everything. You go through the holidays worried about, is this your last holiday? And then COVID hits. I met my boyfriend um, December of 2020 and... At this time, my best friend, who I was spending all my time with, had ghosted me for personal reasons, and I was living at home all the time with somebody who was constantly sick, and death was just filled up my house, so I got on Bumble out of all the sites and met my boyfriend. He was great, but he lived two and a half hours away. So... March of 2020 comes around and my parents leave for spring break because my dad's a school teacher and they just wanted to go to the beach. My mom loved the beach. And I get a text the weekend that they come home and they said, it's not safe for you to go see your boyfriend. I begged and I begged and I argued and that, that was it. And that weekend I had gone to see my boyfriend and then the world shut down and I spent all my time at home. You know, people say that they hated spending time at home, but if I had known then what I knew now, I don't think I would have thought that throughout that. 
because I spent sun up from sundown with my mom, making memories, spending time with her, asking questions, all the questions in the world. What do you believe in? Is there anything you didn't get to do? Everything. And I got the answers. And I'm so fortunate enough to have the answers because I know so many people don't have the answers. Death can leave so much unknown and un, like uncertainty. And things get left in the dark and secrets don't get sp- spilled and just all of this stuff. And I was just so honored to have that time to where I could ask her all these questions and she could tell me. So when the world opened, started opening back up again... I moved back to Raleigh to live with my birth mom because I wanted to work. Um, It was a great job. I worked with kids. But around June, my parents say, when you come this weekend, don't bring your boyfriend. And I thought that was so weird. It was Father's Day. I was like, but you love him. Like, he's great. So he stayed at my, my birth mom's house and... I went on and my parents sat me down and I knew it was bad and they said the the treatment stopped working the tumors are growing we're gonna try one last thing but this last thing is the last thing so they had tried again and realized that the treatment wasn't working and my mom was done she didn't want to try anything knew she was just gonna you know do this do this treatment and she she didn't want to do anything really so things were fine um we went on vacation to the mountains in november and you know we had christmas and it was great it was fun and right after new year's i get a call from my brother and he said have you heard I said, have I heard what? Everything's fine. When I left, everything was fine. Well, Robin fell out of the bed. I said, what? She fell out of the bed? What What do you mean? He said, he, she's losing mobility. I had done enough research on glioblastoma to know that that was not a good sign. So, she had to get a bumper and then she was walking with a cane and then she couldn't move and I'm calling my aunt and I'm calling her and nobody's answering my questions and so I come home that weekend with my boyfriend and they sit me down and they say she has a month a month she has until March are you kidding me I thought she was okay But cancer doesn't care if things are okay. Cancer doesn't care what you have in life. Cancer does not care. Cancer cares about killing. That is what cancer cares about. So I had moved to where my boyfriend lives at the time and we were living together and I had a job lined up, and when I got told this, I emailed the boss, and I said, I can't come in. I can't start working. My mom is sick. My mom is dying. I need to be with my mom. So for weeks and weeks and weeks since then, I had been coming back to my apartment from Monday morning to 
Thursday very early in the morning and I was spending time in bed and I was moping around and then Thursday morning early morning till Sunday I was with my mom I was spending all the time that I could with my mom I was helping her and each week things got worse she couldn't move she had to live a nurse she was using a wheelchair she she wasn't my mom mentally she was my mom but physically she wasn't my mom and then the weekend of Valentine's happened of 2021 a good family friend of ours came to stay with us for a while um, she lives in Wisconsin and she convinced my aunt and my dad to get away for the weekend they had spending so much time exhausting themselves helping my mom and she said that well with a living nurse and with me being there with her being there we could handle it and one day um, I won't be getting into details with this just to save my mom um, you know not embarrassment but all the details she fell and I couldn't get her up and I remember screaming for my family friend and the nurse had to come help her and I just remember going into the bathroom and sobbing. I felt so helpless. I felt so helpless. So Valentine's hits on, it was a Sunday and Valentine Valentine's Day is here and my boyfriend's like, you really need to come home take a break I really want to spoil you so we have a great day and I'm sitting my mom pictures of all the clothes that I bought and everything and she's texting me back and then we find out we're gonna get this huge ice storm where I live and I was scared I was like well you know I'll come home early I'll come home early that week because the ice storm was supposed to hit and I, I didn't want to lose out on seeing my mom my dad calls me maybe that Tuesday and he says you need to come home or, or he was like you need to pack up your stuff um, some extra stuff for when you come home on Thursday and I said some extra stuff for the ice storm I, 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 I thought it was only supposed to be us he said no your funeral clothes what? she, she was fine I mean she wasn't fine but Really? We had till March. He said, they're bringing in a hospital bed and she's on her last foot. So going back and forth with myself and with my birth mom and with my boyfriend and with my family members, I just decided that I was going to pack up my stuff that day and I was going to go. I drove the two and a half hours there, terrified, begging God for a miracle I just like I had been doing every night for months and those prayers weren't answered and you know I was just begging and begging and begging and I get home and she's not my mom she can barely keep her eyes open and she can barely talk to me and everybody's over there and holding her hand and things just get worse and worse and worse I spend every night almost with almost in her room almost every night and 
you know, if I'm not in her room with her, I'm on the couch listening for that last breath and to make sure that I am there. I'm telling everybody who's with her to please wake me up. (laughs) And then February 23rd rolls around and... My one of my aunts who's in there with me, she was like, I I don't think she has much time left. Go wake up your dad. Go wake up your uncle. Go wake up your brother. Go wake up everybody. And so I did, and I held her hand until she died. And I was the one to call the time of death. A few days later, we had her funeral. A few months later, I turned 20. So much stuff happened between there and the day that she died to the day I turned 20. I started my new job. I made friends, but my heart wasn't full. My heart wasn't whole because my mom wasn't here. So I started becoming an activist for glioblastoma. For my birthday that year, I raised $1,200 for glioblastoma. And I continue to research and stay up to date and reach out to people with parents who have glioblastoma or family members who have glioblastoma. Grief sucks. And almost two years after all this, I don't think it's gotten any better. But the whole point of this podcast is you're not alone. People going through grief aren't alone. I have made so many internet friends. Internet friends who you might meet on this podcast who have lost somebody has lost a parent or a parent-like figure and as we continue to grow through this journey I'll talk more about my mom my mom before my mom during and how my mom has impacted my life after things change when you have a parent die especially so young but life is all about ups and downs and learning how to go through whatever it throws at you. So thank you for staying on this journey with me and I hope you continue to follow me on this journey.